Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. My name is Sam. Sam Dracula, if you want to get formal with it. And I'm here to talk about the Hornets, the lottery, and some NBA playoffs. Some exciting stuff is happening in the league still. Um, that Suns-Clippers game last night, mad. Absolute madness. Before, before we get into all of that, I want to give some love to Bet Online for sponsoring this podcast. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today, that's betonline.ag, or use a mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50, by the way, 5-0. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, Head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay. So for also, part pardon my voice, dealing with some allergies. So I may if I still sound like Doc Rivers, I apologize. I'm, I feel like my voice is slowly coming back. The last few podcasts have been rough, but these allergies have been getting after. I'm on a, a steady Claritin routine that's clearing things up. Sorry if that's too much information, but we move on. Salute to the Phoenix Suns, DeAndre Ayton, and the rest of the squad, uh, Devin Booker's broken nose. That Suns-Clippers game last night was incredible. Um, the The run the Suns are on, period, incredible, without Chris Paul. Hopefully he's back in the mix soon. I can't believe Paul George missed those free throws. I'm not here to dwell on that game. But it's it's very it's the last thing, it's the last NBA related thing I saw from last night, and it's hard to get out your brain, hard to get out your brain. So salute to the Suns. Hopefully Chris Paul can get back into the mix sooner rather than later. Uh, the, that series goes to LA next. The Suns did their job winning both their home games. So it's you know it's not as they say it's not a series until the away team wins a game. But I don't know if the Clippers can beat the Suns team. They're they're too good. They're too good. We'll see, though. A lot of basketball left. And I'm in no rush for that series to be over. I'm enjoying these games. Selfishly, I, I kind of want all these games to go seven games. We, we went after last year. I'm, I'm done rooting for series to be over quickly. You know, like I'm here to savor as much basketball as we can. All right. On the eastern side, we have the Hawks and the Bucks. That game is tonight as I'm recording this in a couple of hours, actually. Um, as I'm recording this, I'm rooting for the Hawks and that may be sacrilege as a Hornets fan, but I, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Like I'm rooting for the underdog, you know, and I love Giannis. I like a lot of the players on the Bucks. People say I look like PJ Tucker. 
I have no ill will towards any of them, but it's it's this classic underdog, the classic underdog story, you know. And I think whoever the, whoever makes it out is going to lose to the Suns either way. And I think Chris Paul gets his title, his uh, much deserved NBA title. So time will tell with that. This isn't a NBA playoffs podcast. Sadly, feels bad. Wish things went. I wish it was. I wish the Hornets were in the playoffs, but they're not. Not this year. Because they weren't in the playoffs and they lost in the playoff, they, and they lost in the playing game. Excuse me. They got an invite to the lottery with the eleventh best odds for the number one overall pick. Charlotte Hornets uh, sent Miles Bridges to represent the team amongst uh, other representatives like Akeem Olajuwon, Ben Wallace, Swin Cash, uh, along with his other team GMs, etc. It's cool to see Miles, you know, get some love on the national scene, especially after he was able to give a present the rookie of the year trophy to Lamelo in a very cool way at the team store. So that was cool. What was I was going to say what wasn't cool, but honestly, it is though. There was only from in my let me back up. I said it before the Hornets had the 11th best odds to get the number one overall pick. Very unlikely. There was a chance, I believe, they could could have slipped to twelve. That would be the only, that was the only thing I didn't want to happen. Keeping the eleventh pick, I'm cool with it. Obviously, would love to have a shot at Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Suggs, Green, Kaminga. We're just in a different at the eleventh spot. We're in a different tier of prospect. But that doesn't necessarily mean the we'll be getting a bad player, you know, like in comparison to the higher picks. There's a, there's a solid history of really good players falling in the draft or scouts being wrong about guys and guys fall. I mean, just look at Kawhi and Giannis, both middle of the first round draft picks. You know, um, even in recent memory, uh, SGA went 11th, you know, drafted by the Hornets, technically, but traded to the Clippers for Bridges, uh, which worked out well f- for both teams. Hornets got Bridges, and SGA was flipped to the Thunder in exchange for Paul George, which was really for also uh, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Malik Monk was drafted by the Hornets again. <laughs> that, so that was the, uh, what year is this? It's 2017 draft. Malik Monk was drafted with the 11th pick. <clears throat> Excuse me. DeMontis Sabonis. The year before that, De- uh, Miles Turner. The year before that, so there's a there's a solid Doug McDermott. He's a he was the he was the uh, 2014th in the Doug McDermott in the 2014 draft was selected 11th. So uh, Michael Carter Williams the year before that he was a rookie of the year that year. So there's there's a solid opportunity, a strong history of recent history, especially of getting a solid NBA player from that position. So it's not any there's no like woe is me energy about it, um, nor should there be, because a history backs that selection. It's a very good pick to be in place to be, especially in this draft. And we're going to go over I'm going to go over some mock drafts later. Um, looking around what, what the experts are saying. Cause it's at that point, it, this, I'm at that point in the off season where it's like, okay, it's time to do some homework 
all these rookies now that the draft lottery is behind us and we know exactly where the Hornets are going to pick. Mitch Kupchak knows what he's doing. I believe I have all the faith in the world that Kupchak will either nail whoever's drafted at the 11th position and that guy will be a contributor to this team if this year, if not next year. Or I think the 11th pick is a decent asset to flip if they wanted to go that route. If, the, if, if, if draft day comes around and the Hornets think there's some interest in that 11th overall pick, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's an asset, you know, and could be, could be used to bring in a veteran because this is already a very young team. And I, I'm, I have, I have both feet in the camp of keeping the pick. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just kind of thinking out loud here on the microphone. If they decide to trade the pick for a veteran, I'm, I wouldn't be upset about it. This team is very young and I think we saw that youth, the, the, the negative side of that youth and inexperience towards basically for the month of May, for being honest with you. Bringing in guys who have played in big games before. That's what's needed. Beyond a center, beyond a knockdown shooter, whoever comes in needs to be ready to go. Because I think that there's there's already a very young, good young core on this team. Already. Adding a really good young player in the mix, nothing wrong with that at all. But if they wanted, wanted to go in a direction where, yo, Indiana, hell, um, Minnesota, they don't have a pick this year. <laughs> like, they messed up. They really messed up. Uh it's actually insane how that how that worked out. Um, where their protected pick is off the table. He goes to Golden State all because of D'Angelo Russell and trying to keep Carl Anthony Towns happy. It's 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 a it was a very it's a very weird and uh unfortunate turn of events for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hopefully, hopefully. Alex Rodriguez isn't having any second thoughts about purchasing that franchise. Because, man, that to have the season they had as a team and to not have a pick at all in the first round for D'Angelo Russell, it's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But anyway, that's enough about them. To put a bow on what I was speaking about, I think the Hornets have options, which is all you can really hope for, if we're being honest. No matter where it comes from, the Hornets need rim protection with Zeller and Biz out of contract. They need to prove the the center spot, obviously, right? So we're talking rim protection and scoring. As far as I can tell, Vernon Carey is the only center on the roster that can shoot the ball. Are you cool with that? I think I am, but I don't know. He needs help. Where does that come from? Can we get a center in the draft? I don't know. I kind of think the Hornets is go best player available and just at, at the 11th spot and 
use free agency as a stopgap. Because this team needs talent too. You know, if they keep the pick, hey, I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna hate on it. But there's a lot of time to talk about it. We, these guys are gonna go through workouts and interviews with their teams. More is gonna be uncovered. Teams are gonna make trades. Now we're in that season. You know that that Kemba trade was unseasonably early. You would think that trade would have happened pre, or sorry, post lottery. But nah, no chill. Because I think, I guess it's because that pick, I believe, was the 16th pick. And it's not like that was going to change with the lottery results. But you never know. You never know. Looking at the mock drafts, I just want to take a look at some of the players that the experts, because I'm no expert. I'm just a fan. (laughs) Some of the experts uh, are saying. So I'm on CBS Sports. So there's an Australian gentleman named Josh Giddy. They have fallen to 11th. He's a small forward, 6'8", 205 pounds. He's, it would, the, the sell, you know, the, the sales pitch on him would be depth on the wing, which is definitely a need. Definitely a need. So I like that. He's a, he's a perimeter player with size who has already proven himself against professionals in the same league where LaMelo came from. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. I like the, I'm not going to nitpick the names, the schools, the countries where these guys come from. I'll know if a, uh, a mock draft is legit, if they're talking this language, you know, if th- that tells me they know what the Hornets are about. So salute to CBS sports for this first one. This is a need that is needed. If, if that's a, if that's a saying, uh, he's a guy that could really, 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 really make a difference if he hits, but in that position. All right. I'm going to Bleacher Report next. All right. They have the Hornets drafting Moses Moody. He's a guy that I believe is six, seven. He's a, he's a, he's a wing player. Which again, definitely can be used. Six 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 seven. You can play the two or the three. Initially, it's like I'm like we don't need another guard. The Hornets don't need another guard, but they kind of do. They need everything. Depth is a, an issue, an issue. Even if the team is fully healthy, depth always needs to be catered and developed. And so Moses Moody. He's a, I believe he's a solid two-way player too. So that could be, that could be interesting if he falls to 11. The ringer has the Hornets drafting Jalen Johnson, another wing. Um, the write-up here says Johnson could thrive as a secondary playmaking presence at forward with LaMelo Ball in the backward. That's a key distinction. It's, I think it's very clear this team needs to build around LaMelo. And Whoever they bring in needs to be able to shoot off the dribble. Sorry, sorry. Not even that. That would be a nice benefit. I didn't mean to say that. I meant to say (laughs) catch and shoot. Whoever comes into this team needs to be able to score off the catch and shoot. I need a rim protector and somebody, somebody that could offer some resistance on defense. So 
Going back to the Ringers write-up, Johnson could thrive as a secondary playmaking presence at forward with LaMelo Ball in the backcourt. He brings size, speed, and athleticism to the game. Though his skills are raw, as his game takes shape in the future, it's easy to envision him excelling as a small ball, big, setting screens, and rolling hard to the rim. His comps, Aaron Gordon, Rudy Gay, a bigger version of R.J. Barrett. That sounds a lot like Miles Bridges. I can't lie. But having more than one Miles Bridges wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I can't lie. Can't lie. The Hornets, unless they want to do like an absolute madness, could trade up if they wanted to. They have it. They have the like they have the assets to trade up. How high? I have no idea. No idea. By all accounts, Cade Cunningham goes one. Evan Mobley goes two. Uh, Mobley would be the perfect guy in this draft for the Hornets to land, but that's not happening. And it would take like a Godfather offer to send to uh, to Cleveland, or sorry, not to Cleveland, to Houston, who um, to make to pull that off. Like the Hornets would have to give up all their picks <laughs> and maybe some players to have uh, Houston part ways. Because I don't, I'm, Evan Mobley. I'm just gonna leave it like this. I, I'm trying to avoid talking about Evan Mobley because I don't want to get my hopes up, but he was defensive player of the year. He's a legit center. Exactly what the Hornets need. I'm going to leave it at that. On <laughs> That's going to be the last of my Evan Mobley talk because that kid is a stud. I wish he was coming through to Charlotte. Sadly, it's not going to happen. Ping pong balls. The fate decided against it. But, hey, oh, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm very excited to see how the rest of this offseason unfolds because the Hornets have some some, some decisions to make uh, with Malik, Devontae. Do they bring back Zeller? Do they bring back Biz? What about Brad Watermaker? What happens with him? A lot to, a lot to uncover, a lot to, to flesh out. Even like Bridges, like do, is, is he eligible for an extension? Does he get an extension? Just to, just to shush any trade rumors. A lot can unfold this offseason. So even though the NBA playoffs are still going on, the Hornets have an opportunity to grab some headlines here and there, here and there. Got to take care. Got to take care of LaMelo first and foremost. Shouts to the rookie of the year. But hey, thanks for listening to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network presented by Bet Online. Hope everyone is doing well out there and staying safe. And I'll, I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.